Welcome to Sermons from St. David's, a ministry of St. David's Episcopal Church in Southfield, Michigan. It's a chance for us to share a good word of challenge, inspiration, and hope as we walk the journey of faith together. You're welcome to join us on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for live in-person worship. You can also join our 10 a.m. Eucharist via Zoom. Just go to our website for the meeting ID and password at stdavidssf.org. Each of the four Gospels open with an accounting of the origins of Jesus. Mark begins by introducing the beginning of the good news as told by the prophet Isaiah. Here we see Jesus introduced as an adult uh, man from Nazareth. In the Gospel of Luke, we are presented with the story of Jesus' birth and his humble human beginnings as he was born in a barn and then laying in a manger for his crib. In the Gospel of Matthew, we are taken a bit further back into history through the genealogy of Christ. And then we are ushered into the birth of Christ and the story of the epiphany. And in today's Gospel, we are taken back even further still as John invites us to travel all the way back to the very beginning of creation, where the word brought all things into being. The day, the night, the earth, the sky, all flying things, all things under the sea, all things that walk and crawl on the face of the earth, including man and woman. John's prologue which, was, which has all the characteristics of a hymn, is a full manifestation of God's word and God's very being. We are with God, the word was with God, and the word was God to the time when the word became manifest in human flesh to live and dwell among us. It is in trying to comprehend the awesomeness of this gift that I am brought to my knees time and time again in thanksgiving and praise for God's faithfulness, loyalty, and love of creation. God so loved us that he came to us incarnate in Jesus Christ and God's only son, the embodiment of the word in flesh and truth and in grace. The other day I was sitting on the couch in the living room with my dog, Alabaster. We were enjoying a fire and the beautiful decorations that my sons and their girlfriends had put up for me. My heart was full of such joy and thanksgiving as I reflected on the unending faithfulness and loyalty that Alabaster shows me. At one point I got up, I had gotten up and, and I went um, just around the house. And as I did so, Alabaster of course followed me. When I returned to the living room, and sat in the lazy board. Alabaster, of course, faithfully was there right by my side. And I looked at him feeling all this love of his faithfulness and loyalty. And I said to him, I love you so much. You are always here with me. And then I thought about Jesus and how Jesus is also so beautifully faithful and loyal and always without doubt by my side. As I consider the act of being faithful even further, I realize that Alabaster is teaching me how to be a loyal and faithful follower of Christ because no matter where I go or what I do, Christ is always with me and I am called to follow him 
as faithfully as alabaster follows me. But following Christ isn't always easy. The word did not come to us in the human flesh of God's only son because we were doing everything right. <laughs> God came to us incarnate through the Virgin Mary in the very human form of Jesus Christ to bridge the gap between us and God by showing us how to be true followers. Jesus, in every sense of the word, is a repairer of the breach of our relationship and covenant with God. I love John's Christmas story because it calls so prophetically for us to follow the light of Christ. We are told from the beginning of the prologue who God is, who God was, and how God created all things. As the story unfolds, John shares with us the miracle of the incarnation as God gives us the unbelievable gift of self by being born into the human flesh of man. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory full of grace and truth. John points out that the law indeed came through Moses. But how we are to live the law in grace and truth comes to us from God's gift of Jesus Christ, the true gift of Christmas. God did not come to us at Christmas roaring like a lion and in wrath. God came to us in the most humble and beautiful of human ways, being born of a woman who without question followed the calling of God to become the mother of God by becoming the mother of Jesus. And as mothers do, Mother Mary loved and comforted and nurtured Jesus into adulthood. I don't think we can possibly discuss the coming of Jesus in this way without considering the brutal end of his human life. As we, read, as we read later in John's gospel, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. As many commentators of this fourth gospel tell us, John shows us that not only did the word become flesh and live among us, but that very word came to us incarnate in Jesus Christ also became very involved in the twistedness of our human life, that he embodied the very hatred and humiliation of the cross. And in his final act of human faithfulness, Jesus forgave his trespassers and asked God to forgive them as well. So does this mean that God patronizes brutality shown Jesus? Not in the least. What God does is manifest God's glory in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, whereby embracing all of humanity in the promise and hope of eternal life. God came in love to show us through the life of Jesus how to love one another as ourselves and love God with all that we are. So as we enter into the remaining days of Christmas time, let us carry the gift that God has given us through the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. Friends, the work of Christmas is just beginning. And as Howard Thurman shares in his book, The Mood of Christmas and Other Celebrations, when the song of the angels is still, when the star in the sky is gone, when the king and the princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, 
to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among others, to make music in the heart. The people of St. David shines the light of Christmas and all the work that you do to feed the hungry, raise awareness to racial and social injustices of this world and spread the gospel of truth by word and example. I, I invite us all to revel in this light of Christmas. And as Howard Thurman continues in the same book saying, I will light candles this Christmas, candles of joy, despite the sadness, candles of hope where repair keeps watch, despair keeps watch, candles of courage where fear, fear is never present, candles of peace for tempest-tossed days, candles of grace to ease heavy burdens, candles of love to inspire all our living, candles that will burn all the year long. So let us go forth today in this light, keeping the flame of hope burning, not just today, not just through Christmas time, but every day in the new year and beyond. Merry Christmas. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. And may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.